Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mentor Podcast, right here, every Tuesday, 6.30-ish. I think this is a good-ish, guys. Ish. I think this is a good-ish. Ish. I, I think Ooh. this is a good-ish. Uh, I want to thank everybody for being in the room with us already. We appreciate you guys, of course, each and every week joining us. I am your main man, DJ Freshmaker, with the one and only D. Scott Music in the building, and of course... Say something, say everything, anytime he want to, Dre, in the say, building, say, baby. Say. Oh, man. So, gentlemen, seven days seemed like it was a little, you know, a little long. Yeah. How was uh, how was the week for you guys? How was the week? I'm going to go first, man, because my week was pretty good in the beginning. Yeah? <laughs> okay. But on the seventh day. Rock with me. My bike was stolen. Oh. Damn. Debold and rolled up when my garage was up and stole my damn bike. He <laughs> what? And left me with my YouTube chain though. Okay, still got that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, man. Like I was feeling good today, and then my energy just got depleted. Just. Uh, what kind of bike was it? Uh, a road bike, a giant. Uh, I don't know, OCR something, some numbers after it. Okay. It was one of them. One but it was a good bike. It was a good bike. It was gotcha. a good bike. I paid. Well, I mean, it wasn't one of them $1,500 bikes, but, you know, it's about a good $350. Gotcha. And I just got, like, some new uh, some new pegs on there. I got the BMX pegs, and my fit was a little wide. So, I mean, I had some new brakes on there. I got it oiled up, took it to the shop, got new tires. So, you was rocking. Yeah, I was sitting in the garage, and I came home today, and I was looking in there. I'm just like, something looks different on the side. And I said, my damn bike is missing. Damn. Then I thought one of the kids was playing around and moved it or something. So I'm looking around the garage. I don't see it. Then I asked him. I was like, I didn't touch it. I haven't seen it. But then I remember I left the garage up a little bit yesterday. And then we had a family meeting. <laughs> the meeting ran a little long. My dogs were barking. I should have took that as a sign to go out there and look. 
But I figured it was dark and nobody's coming around here. Nobody's going to see the bike in there unless you really come in the garage. And I guess somebody was bold enough and came all the way in the damn garage and stole my bike. In the, garage. in the garage, man. It wasn't in the back though. It was like right in the front, so it was easy. It was an easy steal. That's my fault. It was an easy steal. Okay. You could easily just walked up and just took it and walked off with it. Gotcha. So it wasn't gotcha. like you know the cars weren't blocking it, but you gave him a chance. I gave him a damn. I gave him the damn bike basically. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, damn. Other than that man, I mean, the couple days before that, the six days before that, it was good though. So. So you live and you learn. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, Karma always comes back to get me, but it shouldn't have came back and get me like this because I ain't never steal nobody's bike. Other stuff that I lost, I understand, man, but I ain't never steal nobody's bike. This what do you, one hurts. What do you think uh, this karma was from? Probably some shit I did in the past. Just creeping up on me. Like what? But I'm like in my yeah, 30s, I mean, you talk, you go ahead and confess, man. I mean, this, get your DJ Vlad moment I mean, on. I mean, I may have stole some skates or something, you know I mean? Somebody's, you know, skateboard or something, you know, but... Somebody's old school LeBron James jersey. Give me some space. But my bike, though, <laughs> at all things, at least they ain't take the car, though. I mean, the keys are in the car, so knock on wood, they ain't take that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but my bike, though, man, I'm like. We had the uh, the big homie in the uh, the neighborhood stole a bike and gave it to me and then stole it back. <laughs> 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 like four hours later. Give me my bike back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was hurt. It was pretty too, boy. It was back in the days, the mongooses. Oh, oh back in the days, man. It was the purple one with the white rims. Yeah, the white and purple. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I had a purple oh, one. No, no, no. This is back in the man. That being that being that mongoose. Oh, it was pretty with the with the like the so they have spokes that had the It was like a the, BMX bike. Like one of them. Yeah. It wasn't a well, mountain bike. Wasn't a mountain bike. No, it was, it was a BMX like bike, a BMX but it had the uh it didn't have the spokes. It had the like the little like, like rims almost. Like rims. Yeah. White rims. Ooh. Man. Man, I was the happiest day. Man, happiest and worst day of my life. So Came back to the bike and you got to take it again. Got to snatch it back from me. Never saw it again. Why, why, did, he, did he say why? Nah, I didn't ask him no questions. Hey, let me get that back. I was like. Is that what he said too? Yeah. Let me get that back? Yep. Damn. He just want you to hold on to it for a minute? Uh, I don't know what happened. Get but a couple man, never saw that bike again. Boy, and I was, oh. Then I had the Huffy. Huffy, I think I okay. had too. Okay, all right. You guys remember the Huffy, the heavy Huffies. I had a mountain bike Huffy. It was Huffies like blue and yellow. Then my, uh, I got a, <laughs> I got a bike for my birthday. <laughs> I'm sorry, my, my week was good, but I got to tell you about this bike stuff. I got a bike for my birthday, and um, I'm starting to get depressed again. Um, and so I showed, <laughs> look, I showed, listen, I showed my mom the picture of the bike. It was a mountain bike. Remember, mountain bikes came in in the '80s. This was a big deal, mountain That's bikes. A long time okay. Ago. All right, but my, I'm with, I'm at the store with my mother. Mother, I'm sorry, I got to talk about you. I'm at the store with my mother, and I was like, I showed her the bike on the magazine, mm-hmm. and the way the bike was angled in the picture. It looked like the back tire was smaller than the front tire. Oh, don't tell me she got you one of those. But it wasn't smaller than the front tire. It was just angled that way. So mom wasn't paying attention. It was like, okay, son. And so uh, um, my mom had the bike made for me. So she didn't buy a bike. She had one made. So on my she birthday. She had it made like that? Yes, yeah, she had the bike made for me. So on my birthday, I get this <laughs> I get this bike. And... Um, this is when BMXs are in, so the old school bikes aren't cool at this point, right? At all, huh? At all. If I now I think about it in hindsight, it was a dope ass bike, mm-hmm. but not during that time. So it had the extra, it had the smaller tire in the back, the big tire in the front. It had the thick tire in the back. 
right? So it was kind of like a Vato mic, I guess that's what you want to okay. call it. Okay. Um, and so, huh? Who are you looking at? Oh, gosh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got that bike for Christmas. I got the bike for my birthday, and I never rode it. And I ended up giving it to somebody who stayed in my Damn. backyard. Damn. I was embarrassed, man. What'd your mama say? Right. Man, she left me alone on it because she saw the, the disappointment on my face that that was not the bike that I oh. showed you in the picture. I showed you a mountain bike. Okay. Was he get you a BMX put together bike? I can't even call it that. It was. <laughs> it was a TMX. <laughs> it was bad, but that mud could go uphill. It could beat everybody uphill. Okay. <laughs> downhill, man. It couldn't do, couldn't do no jumps on it. It was so heavy, you wouldn't jump off the little ramps. You know, you make the little ramps. And everybody do a little monster. It would break the ramp. So the boys told me I couldn't get on the ramps no more. You know what I mean? It was bad. Bike. Oh man, some uh, Carlette said somebody stole her BMW mountain bike, and she's still mad about that. Oh my goodness, man! That's the that's that's probably people's first feelings of violation. Is like oh man, or of course skateboards. Definitely. Skateboards. I watched somebody take my bike. Wait, you watched them take it? They got you, huh? He was like thirty. Yeah, nothing you could do. And I was like eleven. Nothing you could it do. It was I was I I can't like I put it by a dumpster, and then I I went I I came back there and I seen somebody like oh that's nice yeah and I was I was about a block away and I was like hey man that's my bike <laughs> <laughs> and he looked back like mine now yeah <sighs> that was it. Violation. Boy. Yeah, supreme violation. So, um, man, uh, as far as me for my week, um, I finally got the got over the uh, the fear of using my neutral bullet and uh, started putting some sea moss in my shakes. And I pretty much like instead of eating solid foods, just been doing that all week. So juicing, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Moss. Just juicing and shaking and vegetating mm-hmm. up. You know, kind of maybe feel like you know I ain't carrying you know a whole bunch of carcass in my in my stomach mm-hmm. all the time. Eating shits, huh? Uh, not, not too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Just normal what is stuff. Sea moss, man. Everybody's been on this sea moss stuff. What is it with that? Uh, sea moss like has like ninety two like vitamins and minerals that your body needs every day, mm. and it just kind of helps everything work, you know, in an optimal fashion. So does it have like a flavor to it, or uh, it just depends. If you get it like straight from the ocean, you know, of course you're gonna have to like rinse it out. So you leave it in some water for about 12 hours or so, and then you have to pick out the rocks and the sand and stuff. Wait, but uh, I'm sorry, that's a lot of work, huh? I'm sorry, I said it again slow. I was, I'm now I'm listening. You have to do what to the sea moss? So if you get it like you know, just how you got it, like normal, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it'll be dry in a package, and so you'll pick out the rocks and the well, sand. You still gotta pick out the rocks when you get it in a dry package. Right, right, right. And then after you get that out, you soak it, you know, and then all the, the dirt should fall out and it'll soften up and everything. You rinse it out and then you uh, see if there's anything left. Oh. And then uh, after you get everything out of there, you blend it up with some water and uh, not too much, but you blend it up with some water and you got a nice little, you know, uh, paste for lack of a better word. You and know? then you add the other stuff to like, it. A, like a gel, yeah. And then you, you know, you can either just eat it. Oh. <laughs> you don't even know what it tastes like. It's like a gel. I mean, I think about like hair gel and no, man. Like it's it's more gel like a gel paste, but it's is it, 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 it it'll. Is, there, is it flavored? I know it's actually. If, if it's not flavored, it'll taste kind of like the ocean. Oh. You know. So you add it to stuff, right? You add it to the milkshake or whatever you're going. <laughs> Andrea says, "Sounds like washing greens." Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you added the stuff. I, I I put it in my uh I, nobody heard you. I put it in my uh <laughs> in my smoothies, you know. So 
It's cool, Did man. Did you see the face, though? You saw the face, though. Don't uh-huh. you didn't see the face. We said carrots. You, see the, you saw the face, right? Whose face? <laughs> you saw Dre's face about the carrots. Who's, right? Dre's not in here. <laughs> what happened? What did you do? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but no. It's all good. Um, I am uh, I'm pretty satisfied with that. I just try to make it through the night without eating anything else, mm-hmm. you know? And as long as I can make it through the night without eating anything else, I'm good to go. Gotcha. Otherwise, like, I'll get, like, a big-time craving for, like, right. a whole Subway sandwich at 10 o'clock. Sugar's not getting with you? The sugar, sugar, sugar devil? So, uh, sugar me and a few people online just did a, uh, we're doing a 14-day no-sugar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, no candy and cookies, you know? I still got fruit because I got to put the fruit inside of the, uh, inside of the smoothies, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So... That's what's been going on with that. Cap, can you explain that, Cap? Quick, did, did we watch Rad growing up? Rad. Rad? Is that a motorcycle movie or something? Or a bike movie? Rad. Wait, what? The comics. What was the comics, sir? Did you guys watch Rad growing up? Rad? Does, yeah, does it have anything to do with anything? Is that about... It might be about the bike. Or the jail, or... <laughs> I think it has to do with the mic. They're behind. Listen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me check the comments real quick. Sonny, uh, Sonny says, a jail paste, it does sound kind of nasty to eat. Uh, it, it, you just add some fruit to it, you'll be all right. Sound like weed tea to me. Weed pick tea? A, yeah, weed tea. You pick out the little seeds and you're about to smoke. You know what I mean? It's not like weed tea. You a smoker? No. I've just seen it several times. I, I don't smoke. I can't. Why not? <laughs> I really can't. I, I wish I could. Like, she says she adds mango and pineapples to hers. Mm. Yeah, if I, I like, I don't. Yeah, I wish I could. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. No, I, uh, I've been enjoying it, and uh, I'm almost out, so I'm gonna have to re up. But no, it's been cool for me, man. It's expensive, sir. Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't say it's expensive. Maybe about like, depending on what you get, maybe about like ten, twenty bucks. Oh. But I mean, you know, with all that, yeah, it's worth it. I mean, Can I just go to the ocean and get it. But that would be more expensive, like your time and your effort, you know. Um, but uh, what's really expensive is soursop. That's what I've been trying to get a hold of. Soursop. What is this that you speak of? Uh, I ain't going to even act like I really know like a whole lot about soursop, but apparently it's a juice that's filled with antibodies, and uh, basically like, what I've noticed is folks, when they come into contact with uh, cancerous cells, they start to uh, drink soursop. What do you uh, there is a website. I'll, I'll okay. get it for you. But there's a website where they sell the juice, and it's from New York. But it's like seventy five bucks for like four containers of juice. Jeez. So, uh, but uh, that was my week, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you guys so much for being in here. We got eighteen folks in the building already, so we want to double that number real quick. We're gonna come right back with the with the Google words of the day. But before we do that. We want to go ahead and take a share break. So what this means is that you're going to go ahead and share this podcast with your timeline and any group that you are currently a part of. So on the count of three, we're going to go ahead and have a share break. Please share this to your timeline and any group that you're a part of in one, two, three.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here at the Mentor Podcast. Thank you guys so much for sharing the stream and being in here with us so very early. Okay, so uh, Carla put in there Zoe Essentials. She says it's a black owned and she verifies the authenticity of everything she sells. I'm imagining that those are going to be some health products from the logo. So uh, everybody, if you want to check out ZoeEssentials.com. Dre. Yes, sir. Got some Google words of the day, brother? We do have Google words. Our Google <clears throat> word for today, the first one we got is GameStop. GameStop? What's going on with them? GameStop wanted to optimize the capital structure. Um, the other one we got is Mike Popple. 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 Pedo. Pompey. <laughs> Almost. Pompeo. Torpedo. Somebody named Mike. Somebody named Mike P. Mike Pompeo. <laughs> Whatever his name is, Mike Pompeo. Yeah, Mike Pompeo is uh, in the news today. Yeah, man refusing to acknowledge Biden as his president. Yeah, Ooh. man, that is uh, that's a little crazy, man. Uh, what is it, Mike Pompeo? Mike Pompeo. Uh, Mike Pompeo. Yeah, I think he's like you know the press secretary or something like that. But um, that's extremely interesting, man. Like you can go down a, a big time rabbit hole with that. But when you hear what he said about um basically not conceding and just saying hey we getting ready for another trump uh presidency because somebody asked him you know basically somebody in the press uh, corps asked him what do you guys feel about um the uh the team that comes in and helps the transition team mm-hmm. uh have you been working with the transition team uh, when do you dis- when do you decide on working with the transition team? And if you don't start working with the transition team soon, you know what do you think is going to happen? Because the real reason for you know conceding is to calm everybody down, and so we can have a smooth transition of power. So folks don't be like, "That ain't my president. We gonna fight." You know. So uh, Mike Pompeo's response was, "We're getting ready for another Donald Trump presidency." And um, they said something like this happened before with uh, Bush or Gore. One of them two before one of them was elected president. <laughs> yeah, and then all oh, of a sudden, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they called, yeah, yeah. Days later, that they renounced the other one as president. Well, you know, old boy's brother was down in Florida. <laughs> no, so that was, but that's not the same thing as being an incumbent. And then because Bush and Gore, they were going up for because Clinton was in for two terms, right. So Bush and Gore, they hadn't, they weren't incumbents. Trump okay. is an incumbent, and he like, yo, you gotta, you gotta have to pull me out. So, B. Scott, when somebody says we getting ready for another Trump presidency, uh, we don't acknowledge his victory. Uh, what's the first thing that you think about? Arrogance and sore loser. Mm. Um, the arrogance. Um, um, <clears throat> it's disrespectful. Uh, but we've seen that before, right? Mm-hmm. We, uh, the Obama situation uh, brought us to the light on how amazingly people can shift from mm-hmm. this presidential, you need to have presidential class mm-hmm. in dealing with the president to now being like, I don't have to look recognize you as my president type deal. Right. So, like I said before about bastardizing the office, um, that's what I feel like America felt when Obama got in there. It changed the way that people perceived the presidency, which again shows America's uh, ugliness with the things that they set up to be such a dignified. You ain't supposed to win. But it's supposed to be so dignified in how you're supposed to handle it. And then 
when somebody gets in there you don't like, all of a sudden now it's not the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? So again, it's 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 cowardice in that sense of 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 why you keep backpedaling from your statements. You you stand on certain things and then when it don't uh, it doesn't meet your agenda, then you want to backslide into something else. Right. So again, it, to me, it's the same old sorry excuse of of arrogance. Busy said, uh, "Pimple ran the CIA, so you know he's got some tricks up his sleeve." Yeah, man. Uh, uh, Grim said uh, it's quite possible that they are, they could possibly pull it out. There's a whole other side of elections that we never get to because of concession, uh, and so we may experience that now uh, with the Trump presidency. So basically, there are a bunch of loopholes and laws that they can you know run through and a bunch of things that they can challenge. But how the people voted? He won the electoral votes. So but, he won the favorite votes. But what, this is great though. Like let's let's let this happen in regards to seeing the other side. Mm-hmm. So we can finally get rid of this shit. You get what I'm saying? Like, you think it's possible we can get rid of uh, something needs to happen, right? But we can't have nothing will happen if nothing happens. If if you know what I mean, right, so, right, right. So something needs to happen. But maybe America needs to see it for its ugly truth. Of like, oh, we thought it was about the people. Uh, oh, but now we realize it's not about the people. Right. Uh, it needs to be about the people. Because I mean, it's it's a it's an outdated system. The electoral college primarily is based upon you know. Land ownership well, is slavery. Yeah, land ownership is I'm slavery. Sorry. No, you're good. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, we don't have, you know, technically, you know, I'm slavery anymore. No. He going to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we definitely see our power, though, in the um, in in the uh, the local. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So locally, it's it's I'm very actually excited about the local Who's the mayor. I'm very anxious excited to see the other. I don't know. Why did you do that? Yeah, why he set me up. Yeah, he set me up. Uh, yeah. Did they? Is that done deal? Type no, they haven't talked about the. Did they talk about the mayor yet? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, at least not on my TL. But uh, since we we dipped into Mike Pompeo, uh, Pompeo, and uh, obviously Thanks, that's going to be. Um, that's going to be challenging coming up here, but uh, it is now time to dip into distractions, fellas. Uh, Before we do distractions, though, uh, oh, okay. can I just say, I think I, we have to. Now, this might start something, but congratulations to a monumental moment for said vice president if this goes to f- fruition. I mean, if it, if it works its way out. For the, first, well? for the first woman first African-American woman, first woman of color. Uh, first, I believe she's also part... Indian? Native American. Asian. Um, Asian. I thought she was Indian. Hmm? Wrong Indian? Oh. Yeah, she's Indian. In, in India, Indian. Um, Indian. Dot. You were right. Dot. Indian. Real, oh. real. No, don't say that. That's wrong. wrong yeah, right? you can't say that. So, right. but That's you don't know if you don't know. We don't, we're never trying to be disrespectful, yeah, no, but no. you don't know if you don't know. So, it, uh, I think it would, regardless if you believe what people's policies and all that, it is the, still the first, and it deserves, in my opinion, a congratulations. All right. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my mic today. Uh, <laughs> tear that up. I know he wants to tear it up. But do you feel wrong in me saying that, though? That. What's that? For at least congratu- recognizing, congratulating the honor yeah regardless of the policy it is what it is it's a monumental moment regardless if we you know how it doesn't go through then what but if it is if it does though i'm just saying i mean right 
So I guess we got to hold off on the. Isn't that crazy? But you lost. Even it. the fact that she's in there though is dope. Yeah. In the sense of that, and I don't mean she is the is the individual person, the position of the person, and we've come that far, and that's dope. It gives me hope that all our young women can now they can be president. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like legitimately can see themselves in that position hmm. of of uh, vice president and or president. It's no longer far fetched. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I think that and. Uh, it brings light to sororities. It brings light to college. It brings light sororities. to sororities. What I say? <laughs> Sad thing you say right now. Get that. Get hey, that R. You use sororities. Okay. You, you brings, using a W for the R. It brings light to uh, uh, HBC, HBCUs. Yeah. Historical Black College Universities. It brings light to all those things. All these. All these. Was I right? Yeah. All these ways need to be re-explained to our children of like. What's customary? Yes, and what needs to be um, more the choice? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's an option. If you go to ASU and or go to a Spelman or go to a, a, a Howard or anything, like, look at them the same because the same things on the other end can come out of them even more so with a, uh, a, a network of, of, of diversity and of, of black people across this country, right? Yeah. So um, I, I, have to, I can't not be okay with that. So I didn't mean to take take the time. Oh sir. no, absolutely. Uh, <sighs> yep, I did. Yeah, uh, historically, black colleges and universities uh, provide an experience that is absolutely unmatched. Right. So, um, shout out to FAMU um, and all the HBCUs. Um, again, it's it's an opportunity to be a part of a community, especially if you like for somebody like myself going to high school out here in Phoenix to be able to go out uh, to a neighborhood like that in Tallahassee, Florida. And so you went to one? Technically. <laughs> I was there. Oh, I could okay. afford to go to the community college, though. <laughs> gotcha. But you did go. Yeah, I was in one of the programs uh, nice. in there. Yeah, so uh, in one of the radio programs. So oh. for as long as I could afford it, then I had to come home. Um, but I stayed as long as I could, uh, even though I was, even though I didn't have no money. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Right. Yeah, so, um, but the distractions for this week, man, I, I was thinking about, um, you know, everything that was going on, and we had a couple of situations that were kind of downers, and so I was like, uh, man, I'm not sure if I want to go into it, but I think there, us being the mentor podcast, it's important for us to talk about certain situations. Um, and I feel like with distractions, normally what we talk about is situations that happen in popular culture, but we put our twist on it to say what we would do in the moment and what we would do to prevent ourselves from being in that moment. So uh, you guys have heard of uh, King Vaughn? I heard of him. I don't really know any of his music, though. Okay, not, not a problem. King, ba King Vaughn uh, had... A particular single that was pretty popular called uh, Crazy Story, uh, Chicago-based rapper, and he was uh, out yes. in Atlanta and uh, unfortunately uh, was slain uh, by gunfire um, in the past few days. Uh, it has been shown recently that uh, his camp has started to kind of raid his belongings. Uh, yeah, they was outside his house. Yeah, yeah. Stuff? Yep. Yep. I mean, he's no longer here. He can't use that stuff. And the folks that he was rolling with started raiding his belongings. Um, what about his kids and his family and stuff like that? Is he still going through his stuff? 
I don't, they showed him outside the house going through his stuff. Yeah, they just showed him outside his house going through his stuff. But, um, Whoa. yeah, yeah. So it, it brings into question, you know, who you have around you and the responsibility that you have for the people that you have around you. So uh, putting our mentor spin on it, um, the, the shooting happens outside of a club. Uh, being King Vaughn and being in a place that, um, that is not your home, uh, what do you guys feel like you would do in that situation if you feel like uh, gunfire is possible to, uh, to occur? First of all, the man had a family. Three kids, right? That's the first thing I would have thought about mm-hmm. before the gunfire came, even came to that. I'm not, I'm not in my own neighborhood. I don't know what my surroundings are. Yes, I know about the city, but it's not my hood, though. Mm-hmm. He's from Chicago, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. he was down in Atlanta. But he, he had a pretty checkered background, too, correct? Did, was that the one that was talking about he murdered a couple people and all that? Wasn't he? I mean, they all do that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Art imitates life, man. Yeah, you're not, you're, not, you're not in your hood, so your protection ain't the same. So let, let me interrupt this uh, real quick, Dre, if I could. A- a- at one point, if you're rapping or hooping or whatever, at what point, what amount of money do you decide that this lifestyle isn't worth sustaining at least this part of the lifestyle when you get old enough to realize money's not everything is it oh well what what amount of money i don't know if it's amount though i think it's it's maturity of understanding that money's not everything because i mean you think about it you glorify what got you the money all of a sudden you feel successful because you did all this and and all the body around you everybody's you know, on this, you know, this, this, this high and it got you there. Mm -hmm. So you think you want to, you know, up it even more because it it, it made you successful. I think it takes enough realizing it takes maturity, man. And and, and that's not an age. That's just going through enough in life where you realize, I mean, you got to have enough time where you, again, like the dudes, it even pop smoke. The people around you ain't real. You know, it, it takes a it takes a while for you to really realize what a, a true circle is. The reason why I asked as far as money is because maturity um, is something that we can't necessarily uh, gauge when somebody you know will become mature. Um, age might take too long, but it, you could reach a certain amount of money faster than maybe you could mature, or then you could get to a certain age. So that's why I asked that. It's it's something quantifiable, something that we can measure. Um, so basically, it's almost like a a, a, a business question because yeah. I, we noticed that for some rappers, they stay in the game right too long. Yeah. And it's not that they become a danger to themselves, but maybe a danger to their legacy because the product that they're putting out isn't... But that's, their, that's the image that they put out. So, so you, you when... But when I don't it, know if I've ever heard, though, anybody that talks about success and, and all that use money as a gauge, though. But that, that's why... But we here, we mm-hmm. on a mentor, at, at, for you guys... At what particular point do you say, okay, now I'm going to start buying, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings like Rick Ross instead of Before continuous. Right. But then again, he wasn't talking about gangbanging, though. It seems. He wasn't talking about shooting right. and killing nobody. It seems like uh, if you look at the people that were allowed to watch, the Shaqs, the Kobe's, these types of people, mm-hmm. it seems like when their circles changed uh, and, and they went out and started talking to being around those who have real wealth, mm-hmm. their attitudes changed. I don't ever hear, um, and I'm not saying that I pay attention a lot, but I've never heard uh, Magic Johnson talk about, I only hear them talk about 
going in circles that they've never been in before because mm. of the amount of money they made. Right. They're now allowed in these circles and then people teaching them how money really works. And then they come back and they start doing things differently. But at this point, they're retired. They're older. They're, you know, they're in positions to and where... they made their mistakes already. And they've, and they've yeah, they're, they're no longer rich. They're trying to be wealthy. So does that put you in a position to where if in order for you to to escape, you have to ultimately change your circle. Does that almost put you in a, a lose-lose? Because if you change your circle, the people that rode with you there are going to have some animosity. I feel like if they're not changing and trying to help you change, there's no reason for them to be there. Your whole game, your whole circle shouldn't even be that big. So now you have to have an exit strategy, technically. It, it, should be, it should be already in play. Like Our main thing is just use this to get to where we need to get to and then change circles. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of old rappers that are still around nowadays do the same thing. T.I. did it. Mm-hmm. Who else did it? I mean, uh, Snoop did it. Snoop, Snoop, still, Snoop is still himself, but he still changed the circle, though. I, I, and, I, but you can see the difference between him and the game. I the f- game is still... I feel like, though, I, I feel like when players go from, from no longer worrying about being famous... Mm-hmm. When rich and then fame go together to me. Yeah. You're rich and famous. Yeah. Then when you start trying to be wealthy, it's because the fame is gone. Right. And now it's like, now I need longevity. I need to look at this thing right. differently because fame ain't paying me no more. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not getting checks from being Magic Johnson, the basketball player. I can't play no more. I got AIDS. I got to do something different. So mm-hmm. now I need to become wealthy. And so they go down the... Why you got to talk about his AIDS, though? AIDS. Why you got to talk about that? Why because you, it changed... It's, it's about the fact that his life changed. He could no longer play basketball. I mean, he was still, you know, hooping. Yeah. He was still but hooping, he, but he would not. It was different, right? We yeah, know that yeah, was, a, that was uh-huh. a change. So now it's like, okay, fame ain't gonna get me there. Right. My name will get me in rooms that will allow me to to acquire wealth, mm-hmm. but it's not gonna be sitting on that on that on that court. So mm-hmm. I have to think differently. Um, and so I think I, I really feel like it's a psych, uh, it's a it's a psychology thing where you start thinking differently because no fame doesn't it doesn't do enough for you no more. Tasha says that an exit strategy um, you should always have one, and uh, Leah said um, exit strategy is a must. Andrea says athletes have a different shelf life than rappers and singers, so their mind shift takes longer. I also feel like with athletes. They're automatically gonna be around more business savvy people, right. you know. You for you for rappers, agency. you 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 are plucked specifically from a position to where um, you and your camp may be coming from not being used to having this. this kind of money, and you don't really have the infrastructure that athletes are gonna have. So, without that infrastructure, yes, you absolutely are gonna have to have. A extra strategy. Promoted all throughout mm-hmm. high school, all throughout college before they get there, and some of these rappers are coming up eighteen. Just here you go. If it's hot, you know you know yeah. how I'm about words. So uh, I wonder if exit strategy versus an entrance strategy, because I think like thinking about how to get out of it versus thinking how to get into it changes how you get out of it. Like I don't worry about how to get out of something. I'm trying to enter the next end of my life. I'm trying to get to five million in my my pocket. I'm trying to get to investing. That means I have to eliminate some things in order to get some things. So I don't know if 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 I would look at it from an extra strategy point of view, like mentally versus because I always think positive. Just rains. leveling up. Yeah, positive seems to resonate better than negative and I always look at extra strategy as a negative and that's me but more like okay if you want to get to the next level yes you got to be disciplined yes you got to save yes you got to know where every dollar goes yes you have to and so it's accountability but if you're young and you get into it you're not getting that knowledge until you're pre-seasoned in the game though so then we would say then um you would need 
either infrastructure, one, you would need somebody that has yeah, has been there yeah. before or is is going to be able to hold you accountable to and um uh, the next level that you want to go through right. three. Okay, cool. With that being said, though, I think something we need to talk about not today or whatever is because I have some famous friends we all do that play sports or entertainment, and I think it's very interesting to me how in talking to them about finances and all that, they all usually have somebody who was a lot of them have somebody who's not black in their in their mm-hmm. in, in their portfolio of, of things to do, mm-hmm. um, and and they're okay with it, and that's fine, and they listen to it like it's like it's you know i'm not doing nothing until they tell me to do something right but it but we don't lend ourselves like there's there's not enough professionals and or we don't trust the professionals that might look like us to lend that same support and i just think it's weird how there's this unspoken thing about trust we obviously have Mm -hmm. where it allows us not to trust our own own and, and and empower ourselves because I think that if you got somebody who looks like you telling you how to invest your money, the investments aren't going to look like safe investments all the time. They're not going to look like investments to necessarily make you money, but could be investments that actually grow your community, do some other things that are that empower and better all versus just putting more money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's a cultural accountability that, that may be, if we were in that situation, would you trust me? You yeah. and you. If you were the up-and-coming artist or the athlete, mm. and I came to you with my business and told you this is what we should be doing or what you, what you should be doing with your funds, would you trust me or would you trust Cody down the street? I, 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 would, I would listen to what you said, and then we'd go to somebody who's professional about how do we structure this properly. He's saying if he was the professional. Right. Oh, if you're the if yeah. You, yeah, Well, okay, so me, you're not the professional right now. So you, <laughs> you can't. I thought you were talking about Dre. <laughs> Dre the father to be. But no, if you had that position, yes, I'd be. I would be like LeBron now. Mm-hmm. I would be like a LeBron and be like my camp. I'm gonna get my camp full of like-minded people. Those are the players that you need to have set in in, in, in place before you start moving and grooving. Right, right. You need to have at least two or three of them in place already. Everybody else is just extras. Right. I'm just helping you get to the next level to do what you want to do. But these are these are my go-to. I talk business. So do you think that rappers? Perfect example. Let's circle this back to you. Mm. Do you think that rappers make the mistake of I need to have thugs around me because I'm I'm selling that wolf ticket, so I need to have those people around me versus having the people that can take what I'm trying to do because mm-hmm. I made money now and and I need to have the professionals around me that are trying to do what needs to be done. So I think, I, go ahead. I think if uh, if we're gonna look at the LeBron example then we would have to look at the team that, you know, you have around you, regardless of what their background is or what they like to do, if they in the street, if they thugging, if they capping, whatever. Um, it's on you if you are the leader of the boat to delegate to everybody um, that they're going to have to come up with, you know, another skill in order for them to stay on the boat. Like everybody has to hold each other accountable. If they can't hold each other accountable and be able to pull their own weight, you got to let them know in the door, like, you're going to have to ride out. Right. And basically, you know, that's that's exactly what it is. If you are able to set a standard from the jump, then you don't have hangers on that will have animosity after they get, you know, right. cut off, essentially. Uh, but, gentlemen, we've been going for quite some time with the King Vaughn situation. Um, Dre. Yes. Some holidays coming up? Can you see me? Nope. All right, cool. Let's go to the break. Let's do it. Oh. (laughs) You want to go to break? We can't see him.
Okay. All right. Um, so we're going to go to break real quick. Uh, if you guys could please go ahead and share the podcast one more time. We want to go ahead and share this to our timeline and to anybody that is in the groups that you're connected to in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here at the Mentor Podcast. I wanted that phone to talk about uh, my next story, but it's okay. Um, so, <laughs> in uh, other news, uh, it seems that uh, Larsa Pippen uh, came out recently and admitted that uh, she was with uh, Tristan Thompson before, uh, what's that sister's name? Chloe Gardner. Like, she's not a sister, but you know what I mean. OJ's daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, OJ daughter, uh, Chloe Kardashian. So, uh, and I guess she came out and said that because she was uh, trying to say, you know, like, she had him first. But my question is, how can you be doing all that moving and grooving while you supposed to be, you know, with Pip? Even though she was doing the moving and grooving, you know, kind of after Pip, but still during, because obviously future. Um, But if you're Scotty, what do you do? I thought she was with the young boy too, though. Who's the young boy? Was it uh, what? One of the rappers? What was the rapper she was with? Talking about Scotty Pippen's wife. Future. Right? Oh, was it Future? It was Future. So what do you do if you're Scotty? You found out that she was messing with Tristan Thompson too. They still married? Hell no. Oh, you don't do nothing. You keep moving. You that's on her. Yeah, over and done with. I mean, that's on her body, as Britt would say. That's on her body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you got to be careful on the kind of women you marry when you got money like that, man. Like, that's dangerous. I don't know if I would if I made millions and then I'm trying to settle down and get married. I don't know. You would if you had millions. You wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't entertain the thoughts. Uh, it would have. To, it'd be over a long period of time. It'd. It'd have got, to be over a long. They got period married of time. though when he was fresh in the game though. So they've been married a couple years. I mean, maybe what two decades? She, they were married for a while. Right. Damn. Yeah, they was married for a while because he was like fresh in the league or whatnot. You yeah. sure? Yeah. So did he, did he make the mistake of getting married too soon? Well, I, you know what? I wonder if... It was after he retired, they got this all just started happening. But so, but is it one of those situations where he got caught up so much that she... Because, you know, a lot of things happen yeah. because of, like, spiting him. Because of what he was... Yeah. He was sticking and moving. He, you yeah. Know? So... So if you... I mean, we already had that conversation... If you if you up there in the league, should you be allowed to stick and move? You can't. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. You, oh, so it's the same. It's got to be the same. You, oh, can, okay. you can't have an expectation of, of faithfulness and you ain't being faithful. I don't think you can have that. Okay. I just I don't think you're never going to forget that. Speaking of unfaithfulness. As uh, soon as you get caught, she got her exit plan coming and she waiting for you to mess up again so she can put all her pieces together and be gone. Now, she stayed solid with him for about another 10 years. But, like you said, she was putting that, putting together that exit plan. She had Tristan Thompson, Young Meat. She had Future. <laughs> young Meat. You know what I mean? And she just made her exit. Bam, I'm going now. Dang. I don't even be allowed to think and move. Um, <laughs> Dre, what them holidays looking like, brother? Man, so we got uh, the monthly mentions. So, the weekly mentions, I'm sorry. 
Monthly too. There's a monthly one. The, the monthly one up there. The, the first one. one. First one. National Diabetes Month is the month of November. Um, we have. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Monday. You got anybody know? Okay. Yep. Yeah, man. My uh, my mom has uh, diabetes. My mom might mean to put your business out there in front of everybody, but you know it's a serious thing. And, you know, she's been living with this for some years, so she's got it well managed. Um, but if it's not well managed, I would say go get it looked at. If you have to go uh, to the bathroom a lot, if you're always thirsty, um, get lightheaded and dizzy just by standing up and walking, you probably want to get checked out. Go get your insulin levels checked out. <laughs> what? I'm for real. <laughs> no, he over there <laughs> counting up the symptoms. Like, oh, <laughs> These are just things that I was taught as a little kid, though, you know, and, you know, if you know someone who don't know that they have it and they end up having a diabetic shock, you know, orange juice works, apple juice works, you may want to put some candy in their mouth. The fastest way to get it in there would be some jelly. Mm. fastest way to get some sugar into their body. These are just some things you should know offhand. That that's that's, that's a pretty good tip right there, the, the jelly symbol, joint. Yeah. That's or a symbol that lets them know that they are a diabetic. Um, so... Get checked out, man. Don't be don't be afraid to go to the hospital or see a doctor. Go get checked out. It's serious. Um, I seen my mom go through like two or three shocks, and luckily I was there to think fast and grab the jelly. But if nobody's there, that's you, you know. So go get checked out. Tough boy. Oof. Yeah, nah, these ain't no joke. That's what one of our leading causes of uh, mm -hmm. African Americans going out. Mm -hmm. Get checked out, man. World Freedom Day is Monday. Just passed March 9th. I mean, January, November 9th. <laughs> <laughs> November 9th. <laughs> Tuesday. Today is the U.S. Marine Corps' birthday. Oh, okay. snap. Yeah. Not birthday. Not birthday. Just day. Just day. Guess what day it is, though? What day? Guess what day it is? Talk Bro Tuesday. Yes, that too, but it's Sesame Street Day. Oh. Oh, snap. Hey, Sesame Street. Wednesday, November 11th. Tomorrow coming up, we have Veterans Day. Yes. Shout out to all the vets out yes, there. Yes, we actually have a vet on our show this afternoon. Oh, yes, we sure do. Yeah. Okay. Thursday, November 12th, we have Happy Hour, National Happy Hour Day. So that means when I wake up in the morning on Thursday, I'm having a drink because it's goddamn Happy Hour Day. Friday, November 13th, we have Caregiver Caregiver Appreciation Day. <laughs> okay. Appreciate you on Friday. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. You guys yeah. all the hospital workers, first responders, you guys are all caregivers. Um, CNAs, RNs, LPNs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Saturday, November 4th is World Diabetes Day. So we just talked about it, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, just talk, we talked about the month, so that's the day. So it's the whole month, though. The whole month whole is month. Uh, Diabetes Month, but. The day is. The day for the World Day of Diabetes is uh, Saturday, November 14th. Awesome. I think I have. That's it. Thank you, sir. That's dope. All right. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much for uh, giving us the holidays for the month and the day. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is Veterans Day. And uh, as far as our main topic today, we want to be making sure that we bring attention to veterans. And so we have decided to have ourselves a, a veteran in studio with us today. So. Can I let can I look now or no? <laughs> you can, can look, look at it, yeah. yeah, yeah you can look look <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And just to, uh, you know, lead into it, uh, we want to let you guys know we have an African-American veteran in the building today. And African-Americans have uh, made and continue to make large contributions 
to the U.S. military in all branches. The Buffalo Soldiers were members of the 10th Cavalry Regiment formed in 1866. The Hardham Hellfighters fought in World War II and fought for our uh, for a total of 191 days, longer than any other American unit in the war, winning them fame and in U.S. in the U.S. and in Europe, and also resulting in 171 officers and men receiving individual medals. Uh, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. was the first African American general in 1940. He was previously a famed Buffalo soldier. He was also an advisor of race relations in Europe during World War II and received a Distinguished Service of Medal. Uh, service medal. Uh, Benjamin Davis Sr. paved the way for his son, Benjamin Davis Jr., uh, who became a commander for the famous Tuskegee Airmen. He was able to convince naysayers he and his men were more qualified and braver than most as they were deemed to lack the proper reflexes to make a first-class fighter pilot. So... In more modern history, African-American women also played a part with the Hazel Johnson Brown, who became the first black general in 1979, and she also served as the first black chief of the Navy uh, Army Nurse Corps. In 1989 to 1993, Colin Powell served as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the military advisor to Presidents George Bush and Bill Clinton. He then served as the first African-American Secretary of State in 2001. Uh, female combat pilot Bernice Armour uh, became the first black female to hold this position in 2003 after serving as a police officer in Tempe, Arizona. I feel like there was something else also that happened recently. Uh, go to my second page here. Oh, Sydney Barber. The first black woman to serve as U.S. Naval Academy Brigadier Commander. Oh, man. That is tremendous right there. That, that just happened, like, in the last couple of days, too. So that's awesome. We're glad to hear about that. Uh, but, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to have ourselves a good friend of the show uh, right here to uh, talk about his experience as far as being a veteran. And I want everybody to welcome to the show our good friend Paul in the building. Mr. McCloud. Thank you so much for being here, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your service. Oh, man. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Tutter? Yeah, I'm excited, man. This, this is my guy right here. This is my guy. Um, but let's get into, yeah, yeah. So, Veterans Day. Let's start there and we'll go backwards. Okay. Veterans Day. How do you feel on Veterans Day? The day you, when you wake up in the morning, or that day in general, does it? Do you feel differently? Does, what does that day do for you? Uh, it, it holds pride um, because you know joining the military is is a choice. You know, nobody's forcing you to do it, so you're doing it with an intention. You know, some people do it for school, some people do it for the pride of their country. U.S. So, Army, U.S. Army. Army, you're an Army. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of reasons why people do it. I, I did it because uh, I saw a picture of my, my uncle when he, during the Gulf War, he jumped into uh, Saudi Arabia, and this dude looked like G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. And I was 13 when that happened, and that's when I knew I wanted to join. Wow. And, I mean, because of that, because of him, that's why I joined, became a medic, just like him. 
and it, it's just a proud thing, you know, like you you did such a selfless thing for what you feel is your country. Now there's there's things that come along with that, <laughs> but overall that's why you did it. Okay, I'm hearing a little bit of an accent though, so let's start backwards. Where where are you from? Okay, so I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Born and raised. <laughs> so you Brooklyn, Biggie, absolutely. Okay. No pop. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, I appreciate pop. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely a Biggie fan. Um, Jay Z, mostly Nas. Yeah. To be real. Mm-hmm. Um, Mob Deep. Some other people in the bag. So Tim's, you a Tim's guy? You absolutely. T- like I, I'm really missing Tim's <laughs> right now. But like, you know, along with the army comes like body aches and, and having on Tim's and. Just ain't realistic. <laughs> so, you know, the feet's hurt. Uh, but so, I Tim's are comfortable. <sighs> they used to be. I mean, I used to play Tim's play, um, or with Tim's playing basketball. Really? Or him, yeah. That was heavy. Yeah. But see, but see, y'all don't hoop out there, though. I'm sorry. Hey! <laughs> in New York? In New York, y'all don't hoop in Tim's. Oh, no. Not the, the Knicks ain't won the game since who knows when. Hey, man, be careful, though. The Brooklyn yeah. ain't going nowhere right yeah. now. Well, what board. boots do they do they hoop in in in, in California? Lug, oh, Kobe's, Lugs, Lugs, flippers. I mean, we got more. We got flippers. championship rings. Sorry about that. You guys want you know? Let's <laughs> check out the Clippers too. We can probably be Brooklyn. Anybody else on Tim's around here? You ever, oh, I, I, I own a pair of Lugs. Your Lugs, right? I own a pair of Lugs. Is, is that is that disrespectful? Somebody walking with extremely extremely. No, they they weren't like make believe Tim uh, uh, Lugs. They were just. <laughs> You know. I said I said Tim's and you said Lugs. So I mean, it was a boot. <laughs> and so mine bad. wasn't the, the the worst part. I don't even know how I ended up with those. Like it was like a dress shoe boot. It was <laughs> so trash, man. This thing yeah, probably your mom knows your mom got my mom had to get had them to for me because they was heavy. It is, and sometimes I had to walk to the store and I'd be like, God damn, <laughs> like this is a long ass walk in these heavy ass shoes. So you know like I said, it's uh, like ankle weights. There's only a few of us out here on the West Coast. The rest of them are back in New York. So when I go back and visit, man, I ended up getting a pair out there about 16, and I was so excited to wear them to school mm-hmm. uh, when I got back. And people talk so much trash <laughs> about my goddamn boots, man, but they was loving them back east, though. I had the butters, man. They was clean, and they were just talking so much trash about them. Why well, you had them heavy-ass boots on? You go walk up the stairs. What are you doing with the boots on? It's too hot to have these damn boots on. I'm just like, the boots are clean, man. The, the chicks back east love the boots, man. I mean... Oh, all right. I hate on my boots, man. So I think I wore them like two days, and they've been sat in the closet the whole time after that. Just they roasted me, man. I just, all right, back, <laughs> back to Paul. Back I'm to Paul. Sorry. <laughs> so, Paul, I, I want to know um, the military from your experience, obviously being from New York, which is it's his own planet than than most of the world itself. Being a young black man from 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 the street, um, what was the hardest part? In your in your young journeys in the, in the military, when you first got in, like what was the the acclimation? How'd that go? What, what was your experience with that? Honestly, it wasn't hard. My mom prepped me. My mom was drill sergeant from birth. Uh. <laughs> so, you know, like going in there, I knew I was going to be a leader. Like it, it wasn't a question. I mean, it, there was some hard harder days mm-hmm. overall, and I was ready for it. And how many years you do? So we can ten ten years. And you went in. What? How old were you? Nineteen. He's young though. 
So you had a couple years out of high school before you went in. Yeah. Uh, is there a reason why you waited a couple years before? Uh, they you? had me on the delayed entry program. Okay. I have no idea why, um, but I was on the delayed entry program. And then, yeah. Did you do ROTC or anything in no, high school? No. So you you wasn't you didn't you? I didn't even know that was a thing in mm. New York. ROTC. Hmm. But I was ready. Like I was ready for years and years, just prepping, running. Where were you? Where were you stationed? Okay, so my first duty station was in Augusta, Georgia. From there, I went to uh, I, I deployed to uh, Bosnia for a short period, and then I came back and I went to Egypt immediately following. That was dope. Um, it was hot, and what they say about the flies is real. <laughs> what they say about the flies? In, like in Africa, a lot of them. Oh, this like they vacation. <laughs> Got you. That's why they go to vacation. It's like it's not a joke. Um, coming back from there, I was on orders to go to Korea. I, I hated every bit of the orders. You know, I, I didn't want to go. I felt like it was it was going to be dark and wet and smell like fish and and like when I went over there, it, it kind of did. Mm-hmm. You know, but like that's their culture because they eat a lot of seafood mm-hmm. um, and and it rains all the day going time. Mm-hmm. Really, um, but it was absolutely party time. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the coolest experiences in the military being over there. Do you get to pick where you get stationed, or are you just kind of they just they make you feel like you're picking. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but, but absolutely not. Okay. What about these orders? How does that work? You just show up to you? Or do you just, yeah, show, yeah, you just show up to work one day and it's just like, hey, you going over here in two weeks? Now, so they give you prep time. Okay. You know, like you'll know, uh, you know, maybe a, a couple months, sometime even longer in advance. Okay. That you're coming up on those orders. Now, um, you, you went in as a single man. Mm-hmm. But you didn't come out as a single man, correct? That's right. So how was that? You, you mentioned love of your life and and yeah, yeah. So well, fast forward to <laughs> coming back from Korea, I was stationed in South Carolina, and there was a young lady that that showed up on post, and she looked like she needed a ride to work. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so like she needed a ride to so work? The yeah. was talking right yeah. there. Yeah. Like she, she looked like she was walking, and I just figured, you know, maybe her feet. Yeah. <laughs> her, she had, she know. couldn't have no butters on at the time. You know? She didn't have butters. She wasn't you know, used to Tim's or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't used to I, I felt like, you know, I wanted to lend the ride, and I had the whip looking all nice. <laughs> hey. Little white level. Yeah. What boy, was she standing at the bus stop sucking on a lollipop? Was yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Hello, Cool J. And I gave her a ride to work. We had the conversation, you know, just what's up, you know, something mild. And from there, I just made sure I was available to give a ride again. Uh, hey. And y'all been rolling ever since. Absolutely. That's dope. That's dope. So Man, that, that's that, actually, yeah. That, yeah, that's yeah. that's great. So the military has shaped your life. And you talked about, you said tour, correct? Did you say tour? Did we say, did you say tour when you were talking? You said first and second? Yeah. Okay, so you went on two tours. What do you mean? I'm, by, I've been overseas quite a bit. So, okay, is, is going overseas a tour or is it associated with some type of a, a resistance? tour or deployment depending on... So like Iraq would be a deployment. Okay. You know, Korea, Egypt, that would be considered, I guess, a tour. Okay. So were you in the military in time of war? Yes. Okay. Uh, what what war was? Uh, OIF. Uh, so I did deploy to Iraq. Okay. Um. What's What's the feeling like when you know you're going into yeah. battlegrounds? Like what's, the, what's the feeling like? I got ordered. My platoon is going, and you guys leave and. A month to relieve somebody else. Like, how does that? Hey, yo, so that it kind of comes off like how the stages of depression. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it what is it? Like, it's uh, grief and then acceptance. Okay. I forgot yeah. how to, acceptance how to is like the last part. Yeah. yeah. 
and and that's how it feels. Mm. You know, like you now there is you are shook up a little bit because you know hearing that word war, you think about the past, the soldiers that have been before me, all the, you know the black soldiers that have been right. before me, and those guys fought for every inch they got to come home, and some didn't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That that is a reality. You know, so you understand that what you're about to do is definitely life changing, yeah. whether you make it back or not. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something that's going to mold you into something different, mm-hmm. and I definitely came back different. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's, it's quite the the mind rattle getting prepped for something like that. Um, and it, it's no no good advice you can give somebody mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody's experience is different. Going I've seen people extremely shook going over there, came back like warriors, honestly. You know, so you, you just kind of go with the best you going over there. Hope that you have a good support channel. Don't be crazy and cut people off, you know, because a lot of people do that over there, and a lot of people come back really messed up. What do you mean, no, what do you mean crazy? Cu- what, do you mean cut pe- what do you mean by that, cut people off? So, um... A lot of times when people go overseas, like if you think back to movies like Dead Presidents, mm-hmm. you know, when, when they went overseas, when, when they deployed, um, the cast wasn't talking to anybody at home. They were getting letters and stuff, but they wasn't writing back. Right, right. You know, so like if you don't have anybody con- to connect with, you're holding all of that. Mm-hmm. You know? And gotcha. just imagine what they're doing to your, to your brain. Like that's pretty damaging to just hold all that evil, hold all that everything that you've seen here. Gotcha. Mm. You know, there's no outlet. Well, everything you see, everything you're part of and you witness being... Over there, being yeah. Everything that you witness, gotcha. everything that you no had escape. to do. You have you know no what release. None. And, and nothing to put back in that has positivity, is what you're saying? Like, Sure. But more right. just like, you, you know, it's, it's like a transference, transference of energy. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes you just need to be able to tell somebody to get it off you. You know, and, and it, I guess saying that, you know, uh, it sounds a little selfish, but you need that. You know, like, you need to be able to tell somebody what's going on over there. Mm. Uh, it, it does help you out, and it makes it, it, it makes you able to move the next day. Because if you hold that with you, you know, like, if you hold too much of that, you'll make mistakes. And, and well, you, you know, you, you don't want to make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, so Busy says, there's a stigma associated to how black people are treated in the military. Did you feel that you were treated differently than white soldiers? That's from Busy. You know, so that that is, I would say that that's a pretty great, great question. And what I mean is this. When you're in green, everybody feels like they're green mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the most part. You know, like you're going to have some cats. Like I did feel like some drill sergeants, you know, kind of looked at me a little bit different. And it could have been just because, you know, I was, from, I was from New York, you know, New York. So they would always call me New York and think I had an attitude type of joint like that. But... You do kind of feel that every now and again, but you cancel it out because you know everybody's miserable or everybody's happy at the mm-hmm. same time. So you you're just green, mm-hmm. you know. But is there some truth to that? Sure, you know. Like over some years, they had no choice but to put things in effect to make sure that they were treating black soldiers uh, better, you know, by force. Movies. Do you like military movies? No. Do you not? You you don't. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even have to ask the question. <laughs> Would you please? Yeah. You, well, you, you I, I, why? <laughs> um, you know, a good buddy of mine said it best. You know, like a lot of that stuff I live, mm-hmm. and like not even to, to front or like to give up stuff. Like, you know, I, I seen some things over there that you know you shouldn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what an average person shouldn't see. So why am I watching that again? Mm. It can put you in a place. Mm. You know, like, there was a situation that happened here that really put me back there. Mm. You know, and that was something completely different. It wasn't watching a movie. It was actually doing CPR on somebody that fell out on the basketball court. Mm. You know, I remember that, yeah. It took me back to the desert. Like, I was smooth back in the desert, daytime, mm. and 125 degrees. Now, mind you, here is midnight. Mm. You know, so, again, with your mind and being able to decompress and stuff like that. So, Speaking yeah. of, of, of decompressing, what do you feel is, um, since you came back, would be the best source for you of being able to decompress? Well, I'll tell you from my experience. When I, when I was deployed, um, y'all know my wife was my absolute rock. We used to stay on the phone sometime for eight hours mm-hmm. after mission. You know, I would come back from mission. It's usually like twenty four hours to forty eight hours on straight, and then you come back for maybe twelve to twenty four hours. Wait, you were on a mission for forty eight hours? Sometimes, yeah. Um, and then you would come back, and all you had was idle time. And idle time, as we know, is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would call home on, on a little uh. What was it called? Yeah, with the world phone, like a rotary. Nah, it was it was. Oh, what y'all gonna play him <laughs> on a rotary? <laughs> no, we did we did have the satellite zone, yeah, the satellite zone antenna, though. but we weren't able to pass that around too much. We did have uh, at some point we had internet access over there, so I was able to. I think it was Messenger with voice or okay. something mm. like that. AOL. Something like, not. Damn, yeah, no, nah, it wasn't. My bad. <laughs> nah, it wasn't that ancient, but it was like. It, Google Messenger with voice, something like that. <laughs> something like yeah. that. And we found out about that, James. So I was able to talk to Danielle like face to face for hours and hours, you know, mm-hmm. when I wasn't on mission to the point where like we'd fall asleep on that joint. Mm-hmm. Then I'd wake up and have to prep for mission. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now, I'm not trying to be in the movies. So you said prep for missions. Yeah, yeah. So you don't know where you're going in the morning. Uh, you, you get a brief. Okay. Now, the there's spots part. that you knew that you like danger zones, and it's like, damn, I don't want to go over there. Then you wake up the next day or two days later, and it's like, damn, we're going right into the damn mix. Sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, like, you, uh, it's it's a rhythm that you get into when you go over there. You know, we would meet up, I would say, probably around 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, go ahead and do our brief. It, the commander let us know what's going on. Um, and then somebody will pray. And, like, it'd be, like, an intense prayer. Like, you feel like that's your last joint. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? And then when you get in the vehicle, like, when you get in your Humvees or whatever, your next reality, picture this, is you lock and loading your M16. Rolling. And then you rolling out. The so, y'all move at night. I roll out. Like, yeah, so, you yeah, guys moving. Yeah, you, yeah. Okay. So, I'm, I'm going to. moving silence. Very yeah, ignorant. Yeah. And very ignorant. Because the only thing I got close to Wharf is football. I'm a civilian. So check it. So I, hey, you know what? Is I, I can't really take away from that because sometimes you, you know, it's game, it's game time over mm-hmm. there too. Mm-hmm. You do have to prep, just like you know, like you, you get on the gridiron and you put your f- your fingers in the in the the grass mm-hmm. or dirt or whatever, and they all like sore, and you know, like you have to, you don't feel that pain. You don't feel your fingers bending back. Like that's what that joint is. Well, like, what I felt like too for football was you got all these walks of life trying to get one thing accomplished. So when you get to the football field, all that other shit, parents, all that goes away, and you got us in this ball, and we got something to get accomplished, right? So you put all your stuff your, behind, your you. Stuff behind yeah. you, 
um, when you get on there. Sometimes it, it's in the locker rooms where we ain't getting along or whatever, but when we get on that field, yeah. game day, it all changes. It all changes, right? And so I always thought the military seemed like that. It has that esque, and the esqueness is to it. Yeah. Um, do you were you were you let down, or did you f- did you feel different coming out of the military? Um, and the reason I'm asking is I had a, one of my closest friends who did uh, a couple of um, tours. tours as well and was in the shits as well. Um, he had a hard time coming back. Um, and there's no disrespect to that situation. But he had a hard time coming back. Um, and one of his triggers were police. Mm. Um, and he used to tell me, like, I'm the world police. Yeah. So <laughs> I, we, the stuff we see and you and and like and being on that 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 sense of you know yeah. everybody lying you know speaking the same language we over here you know going into houses looking for bombs and all that yeah. and like you're on like a, a level of a million right and then you pull me over and you don't know who I am and you and and he had a hard time with that like I'm the world police I'm I was fighting for your freedom you know what I'm saying and like he had a, he had some really issues with that I always thought that was very interesting well to touch on that specifically that's exactly how I felt coming back. And you, I mean, I, I said that to Darnell a bunch of times. Matter of fact, somebody almost got yanked um, when they called a conflict. They, they called it a conflict and not a war. It's not even a real war. And, like, he was almost out of there. Mm-hmm. Just in a general conversation because, yes, you are definitely the world police. And I don't even, I don't even want to make it sound biased because there is no comparison. Those cats don't want you to come home. Period. What? Uh, the, the, the opponents. When when you go to war. Oh. Yeah. Their goal is to make sure that you do not make it. Right. Mm. And you do, you understand that you are protecting people's freedom. Mm-hmm. No matter what color you are, no matter how you're treated when you get back. When you go over there, the goal is to win. And the goal is to make sure that your people at home never have to do it again. Mm. So, yes, you're definitely the planet's police. Mm-hmm. So when you do come back and then you you know you have those type of conversation, it does make you feel a little ill if you if you are military minded. Yes, I am the world police. Mm-hmm. You know, like so your scope and my mental is a lot less than what I had to deal with. A lot. Mm-hmm. Now I respect the uniform. I respect what those guys do because again they volunteered, you know, and they didn't volunteer for anything easy. Right, anything right. coming their way. Right. But when you go over there, you got many opportunities to get blown up, many opportunities to get shot at, many opportunities to see your enemy, whether you know their uniform or not, and you already know that the, that environment that you're in is not a peace keep. It's not I'm watching a concert. It's not a stop traffic. It's a smooth, I don't want you to leave. Mm. So... I do have a little bias, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want you know officers out there, officers out there to take it the wrong way, but I'm positive that some officers that been in the military that actually done it, understand. Or do they make for better police officers, or it all depends on the psyche of the person? I, well, it's a different job, right? You know, it is a completely different job and environment, and I don't know that enough to like really give you a clear answer. Although I'll say this, you know, like. You're always over there. You're always at a heightened level of awareness.
organs. Mm-hmm. You know, like your life depends on that. Um, in the states, like you're protected by a lot of people who support you. Over there, you're only supported by people that look exactly like you in the uniform. Does the uniform of being in the, the military, like, do words have to be said when you guys see each other? Do you just recognize it and it, and it changes things? Uh, do you ever beef with people in the military being back home? Like, or is it just like this? Beef? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 technically a, a, a lack of a better word. It is a... Um, not Brett. Yeah, like this, yeah, you know what I mean? So is it like this... Because of that experience, and it's, and it's a shared one, um, does it make it kind of easier dealing with? I mean, because obviously this, where we're at in this country right now is f- f- it's crazy. Um, does it kind of help things though? Like you see that military uh, license plate, or you have the and you know they're military because I've seen you be around people and you can you can tell who's military and who's not. Yeah, I mean the camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and is is interesting too because. You know, Dre mentioned something earlier about uh, the Marine and the Army. Oh, I was gonna get to that next. I get what Okay. Okay. Well, so I'll say this. You know, like there is competition in the military amongst branch guards. I'll ask right now, so you can jump right into it. Yeah. What's the best service out there? Army. Just some of y'all might be in the Navy or the Air Force. But everybody says that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody says that about that branch, and rightfully so. The reason why I say that about the Army is because your options are limitless. You know, like, you can definitely have a career in the Army that is viable in and out the Army. Mm. Not all branches offer that, to be fair. You know, like, my, my uh, brothers were, were in the Navy. <laughs> One of my brothers was smooth shoveling oil out of a room. <laughs> that's not funny, but... Oil. Mm. So, like, that's not a viable right, profession when you get out. So like it, it, there is some difference. You can be a street paver. I mean, like you can. <laughs> Dang. I'm just I think about when you go to the service. My main thing when I thought about going was. You thought about going. Thought about going. Mm-hmm. I wanted something like you said valuable for when I go in and when I get out. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was an aircraft mechanic, so it's like, hmm, I don't think I scored that high to be an aircraft mechanic. So, but it it's just as a trait. Like you said, I, I wanted something to come out with. You know, and like you said, it's, it's endless in the army. I remember being a recruiter. You were a recruiter? I was a recruiter. I was a headhunter. Oh. And we looked for military guys because of nothing else. You knew they were going to show up on time. Yeah. Like, literally, like, and, and, and can take orders. Like, it was the weirdest thing, but it was like, oh, military, they're going to they're gonna show up to work. And they're going to take pride in the job they do. Like, that's the thing. You don't have to worry about that stuff. You don't have to worry about attitudes and. People like me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Wait, went recruiter for? I was a headhunter. So um, I, I still steal, steal people from jobs in the technical field. Okay. So headhunters, I call you, you got a job, and I'm going to give you a better job. I'm going to have you leave your company and come gotcha. do something else. Gotcha. And so we looked, we literally looked for military people. Oh, man, I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like it was a thing, you know what I mean? But then the flip side, though, is if you had a person who was in the military that didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't make it. Yeah. Like maybe they didn't make it through basic. Hey, do we have anybody who didn't make it? Like disqualify. What do we call it? We call it um, really? uh, re- re- discharge. What's it yeah, called? Discharge. Dishonorable discharge. That's that's a. I mean, we've that's seen tough. A few of them cats too. They rung the bell. Nah, it's not like that. Like that's that's like elite school, like seals and okay. rangers and stuff like that. But there's people, 
Well, just think about it. Like, if you told the average person to drop and do 20 push-ups, not everybody's going to be able to do it. You say, hey, your career is depending on it. If they don't knock it out, they're fired. Mm. You know, oh, so they got fired. Ish. You know, like, it, in the military, like, if you don't meet standard, you're out of there. Okay. You know, during training. Now, is that considered dishonorable? Because that's like, that's like a felon. Because <laughs> I ain't do 20 push-ups. <laughs> I don't mean that literally, but like if you don't pass standards, then yeah, you will get discharged. It's typically general unless you, you know, while and you did something you weren't supposed to do, then it can't escalate. But if you go to the service and you can't do 20 push-ups, you don't need to be there. Plenty of people. No, no, no. I've heard that there's it's, a... So the military is not about uh, gaining people who have the experience and can knock stuff out. It's, it's about molding and building soldiers. Okay. They give you enough time for you to be able to do the, the gym. No, no, no. They give you enough training. They don't oh. give you enough time. They give mm. you enough training. Okay. So by the end of it, you need to be able to knock out 20 push-ups. You need to be able to knock out the standard. Okay. the standard is for you. Have, have the standards become a little bit more lenient uh, as of late? Yeah. No, do, do we know, like, what the source for that would be? Uh, feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. <laughs> it's, it's changed because you know it's, it, it's become a, emotional. It's become an HR organization. Mm. Wow. You know, so like people will complain about stuff. What? And, yeah. You go into the military. Different. You got, you got your job at hand, and you defend the country, and you can't go into with your emotions. If you got the enemy in front of you, I can't talk to you. Hey, I don't want this to happen to me. I don't want this. To, they don't want. They're they not getting that. They don't I'll get give you an example. Feelings. I'll give you an example. How things change and, and how it has progressed to changing more and more. So, the soldiers that you were talking about that that fought tooth and nail and made sure that they were the best because they would have died for each other. Period. And their mission was was win. Those guys got slapped around by their drill sergeants. Mm -hmm. Drug beat. Them graduating from basic training was. Like, Ugh. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. When I went, you weren't allowed to touch soldiers like that. I mean, you may be, be able to, like, bump you know, into them or, bump them or something like that, but you couldn't put your hands on the soldier. So now you get into the point where soldiers will smooth hand that drill saw in the stress card. No. No way. So you see the, how the progression is? like A stress card? I think and stress cards is old. I think it might be something else. And that means like I get I, I get twenty minutes to myself right now. You almost get like a timeout. No. no. Twenty minute timeout. <laughs> I don't know how long it is, but back in the line, G. So <laughs> my last question for back you is politics. How much government politics are are in the military? So like, check it. Yeah. That's why I missed the army, and and I'll say this. The military is safe to be ignorant. Mm -hmm. When you have on a uniform, your only mission in life is to do the job. And then when it boils around to it, you know, come the first of the year, you're going to get a, a raise. You're going to mm -hmm. get a bonus. <laughs> Whoever's making that happen, that's probably who you're voting for. Oh, wow. Okay. And you can already just guess what side takes care of the military. Uh-huh. So you, you do have that comfort zone where when you're in green, you don't necessarily have to worry about so much of the left and right up, down, VA select start because you, your, your goal is to wear your uniform, um, period. Wow. How about voting? Is voting different in the military? Like, how do y'all do the voting? Very standard. You just missed the whole, uh, the whole thing. He said 
Well, you know, David don't be voting, so they didn't catch that part. No, 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 no. Like I'm talking about, like the actual the experience of voting. Yeah, like oh. do you, yeah, you guys go to a, 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 a poll. Like, how does that work? Yeah, it's the same mm. thing, but it's very clear cut. I mean, we don't have the ill lines so how y'all have, you mm. know. But you go in there, and it's it's probably very one sided. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know that for sure, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. would you? Can people see? Like, do they? Is there still the same amount of privacy, or it's the same joint, but it's very rushed and, and like it's very military. Mm. Hurry up! Gotcha. <laughs> you you should have been doing all that thinking before. Right, you coming here? You should already know. Would you recommend it for any other? Absolutely. Okay. Why? It you know it it sets you on the right path. Um, not everybody is made to be a leader. Not everybody understands what success is coming out the gate. You know, a lot of people leave home having no idea what to do. Mm. Um, but when you go to an organization that gives you the ability to utilize your mind, um, what was better than that? Because going to college doesn't mean that you're going to be a great student. You could be a great studier, but you could still suck in whatever profession you do. Mm. So going to a place that gives you a structured way of going about life, and, and understand, and, and uh, you know, there will be a lot of disagreements with this because some people feel, you know, black people don't belong in the military and a lot of et cetera, et cetera. But it does set you off on the path to understand just, you know, how to think more broad, you know, and yes, how to take direction, how to lead, um, and how to get things done. Is there anything you would have told yourself if you could go back and tell that 19-year-old Paul going into the military? Would there have been any advice you would have gave him? Do your 20. Retire. 20 years. Gotcha. Retire in the military. Is there a difference? You did 10, though. Yeah. Is there a difference in how much retire or retirement? Yeah, there's zero. And then there's... <laughs> 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 oh, oh, he said there's money yeah. and then there's no money. No, they, they, they started doing something where if you get out after 15 years or something like that, you get a partial retirement. Then the next tier would be your 20. And then after that, like every year after that, you kind of get more base but after 10 i mean you basically just leave the military you still keep your benefits though right it depends on what you do mandel says uh i think that military service should be a requirement it helped me so much in my life you agree i do you know like look at other countries korea for instance um once you uh get out of high school is military happening and you and you owe your country two years Mm -hmm. right off the bat Right off the bat. No matter who you are, you are two years. We had a dude that, you can go to school in some some respect, but we had a guy who joined, who was forced to join. He was a professor for college, Mm -hmm. and he had to still do his time. Over there? Yeah. Yeah, so like he he did go to school. He actually taught for a little bit, but there's still a requirement that you owe your country two years. When? Dre, would you do two? Straight out of high school? I mean, if that was like the requirement, there there was no other way you can get around. <laughs> I mean, that was like the standard. You owe me two years. Okay, cool. Hey, I mean, I do my two years. You know, I mean, could I, you know, let me recant a little bit. Um, because you said is should it be a requirement? It, well, Amanda says uh, he thinks that it it should be a requirement. Um, I think it would be, I think it would be beneficial to. I'll try to keep it very clean, but I think it'd be beneficial to a lot of what we see nowadays, as far as just you know the the product that's produced, as far as humans yeah. these days, you know, um, <laughs> real soft. 
They soft. He was just, he was trying to just they just lay that out real way. smooth, they Dre. Soft, he's, they are soft. He's soft. Dre, he was laying that out it, real smooth without different. without. In, no, that was good. That's the, <laughs> that's the ketchup. Uh, stress card fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they got a damn stress card in here. You here for a reason. To be a soldier, I'm you, you would think. Card. You would think, but before my niggas started, yeah. <laughs> wake up with a hangover. Like not today, fam. Not today. Uh-huh. Not today. Give me the hour. I'll be out there in a second. But I do think it, it definitely has its ups. You know, being able to mold a better product because you know I hate to sound corny with it, but you know the song I, "Children Are the Future." You know, yeah. Whitney's mm-hmm. joint. That's real stuff. You know, like it really is. You you never realize that until you get older. Mm-hmm. And then you see, you know, the, the product that's going to lead the nation. And wow, you're looking I like, know. I think about that all the time. Like, holy shit, stress card. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> really? I can't believe it. We're going to go over there next month. They're going to slap the shit out of us, man. They're going to stress card. <laughs> Can you believe that? Well, oh, my God. I can't believe and it. And what is no stress card. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We tied up. Stress card. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that. A goddamn stress card. Believe it. Well, you might, you might have a stress card in this next segment. Uh, Pick Your Peeves is up next, ladies and gentlemen. So, first, we want to thank so much, Ms. Paul McLeod, for coming into the building. Thank you very much. Appreciate your service, sir. Can I hit the button? We are actually in tribute of the recently late Alex Trebek going to be playing a Jeopardy version of Picky Peeves today. So without any further ado, we need everybody to get their Twitter fingers ready, their Facebook comments ready for some very tough questions from our main man, D. Scott, in this next segment called Pick Your Peeves. D. Scott, bring us. You will in a minute, but I'll talk to the. Oh, can they now? Okay, so let's start over again. Hey, we're about to play Jeopardy, uh, gentlemen. Paul, Fresh, Dre. Let me tell you, uh, we're gonna get through this. Okay, so these are categories. Uh, there's hip hop essentials, mm. millennial, Negro spirit. left to right um, to where Fresh is going to be able to pick um, first first, and we actually have a real game here so uh, I'm going to have some assistance over here helping me um, as we get started. Are we ready to get started gentlemen? Yeah, can the crowd interact too or no? The, yeah, we're going to ask the crowd to interact with us uh, if we don't seem to guess these uh, questions. So we can ask for help? No, you can't ask for help. 
No, you got to try to guess. You don't guess. The, the crowd guesses, then they, they won. Do you have to answer it in question form? Of course. Okay. Yes. That's what always threw me off. I didn't understand that. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we all know that I'm kind of weak in the movies area. So let's go for uh, Millennial Negro Spirituals for 100. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, here we go. It was time to marry the game, and I said, yeah, I do. If you want it, you got to see it with a clear-eyed view. Uh, who is Jay-Z? What happened with the buzz here? Oh. Oh, 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 oh shit! Oh, does he have to hit the buzzer? Yeah, because oh. they all get to. Oh, they oh, all get to. Oh, okay. All right, so we messed up. Yeah, my fault. Let them go. Because I sure didn't know. Anybody, anybody. It's got to be the name of a song, though. It's a spiritual, right? Yeah, it's got to be the name of a song. Mm-hmm. Can any of y'all help? Because I, I, I don't know. I'm not hitting my buzzer. Shit, I know, I know. It's damn. What is it? Hold on, hold on. Oh, go back. What was that again? It was time to marry the game, and I said, yeah. No, I can't. That's not what you do. Nope, not in this game. It, it was, was time, time to marry the game, and I said, yeah, I do. If you want it, you got to see it with a clear eye view. Who is that? I know that. When I was reading it, I was like, wait a minute. Here we go. Nobody, huh? Nobody, nobody. Nobody, nobody. All right, let's see. Whoa, who uh, I know the song. That's why I said, wait, you got a secret. I never dropped it. Did anybody in the, in the, oh, we already said the, we already said the answer. Nobody, nobody in the questions? Nobody? Okay. It's, uh, what is Dreams and Nightmares? Oh, oh shit. Yeah, with a clear eye. Yeah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, oh. I, I, I ain't gonna remember that. What's I ain't gonna remember that. I, we sang that song so many goddamn yeah. times. You, dreams and nightmares, uh, Meek Mills. Uh, yeah, that's why I didn't know. Yeah, that's why I didn't know. The, 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 whole, the whole first intro becomes a blur to me because it should just, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, Paul, you're next. All right. If you can I'm going to do uh, black movies for, for 200. Black movies for 200. Hmm. Okay. In the popular 1995 American stoner buddy film, Red says, My grandmama gave me this chain. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> no. Oh, what oh, is Friday? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Or does the person do the next question? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's me. Okay, no, yeah, yeah you skip because you ain't answering shit. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go with Negro uh, Millennial Negro Spirituals for two hundred. You sticking with it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I know you ain't a pimp, Uh-oh. but pimp, remember what I taught you. <laughs> what is players? Uh, what is outcast? Yeah. What is a player? That's ball? wrong. <laughs> what is player's ball? No. You can't do all that, man. What is wrong with you? Uh, what is Pepsi and Mummy? You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what is Big Boy? No. Mm. God damn, I forgot the name of that song too. <laughs> Anybody's comments? Oh, uh, that's how it goes. I know you know how to play, play, but <laughs> something like that. 
And the answer is, what is the, uh, what international player's oh, answer? God damn! Oh my God! Who sings that? Shariah got it. Who sings that? Uh, I know. Outcast. Okay, yeah. Outcast. All right, Dre, it's on you. What is? Oh, I'm sorry. This got me speaking <laughs> in questions now. General Black Knowledge for 500. Damn. Damn. I just want to see what we got. This staple item is found in every black household and sometimes in Beyonce's bag. What is, what is a bobby pin? No, nah, I just wanted to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> he loses points, doesn't he? Damn. Yeah, stop fucking up on purpose. Boom, yeah. Yep. This staple item is found in every What black is hot sauce? You can't do it again. What do you mean I can't you do it can't again? You can't do it again. You oh, shit. <laughs> is it Beyonce's bag? <laughs> What is a cone? <laughs> <laughs> no. Does he get negative points too? Negative, give him negative. Tease. I can't go again. No, you can't. Oh it's, shit. It's, it's, oh uh, my god. <laughs> I should have just said the real answer. I knew it. What the fuck? I don't know. Okay, the crowd boost you guys. Uh, uh, Chris has it first. Chris has the answer. Hot what sauce. is hot sauce? Oh. <laughs> I'm fucking around because I want y'all to get into the game. I should have just said the shit. All right, so it's back to yes, it's oh. back to press. Is it? Well, you won, and then you win again, and okay. then you lost. Okay, all right. Uh, let's go for Hip Hop Essentials 100. Hip Hop Essentials 100. This black rapper has made millions from several multi-platinum albums and has also started on a famous television show, Power. What is 50 Cent? Me. Who is 50 Cent? <laughs> Right, who would 50 cent? What is 50 cent? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta do the who and what you gotta, yeah. 50 cent is a person, oh, man. this is Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, I can point that yeah. way. Who would 50 cent? <laughs> 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 this answer the mentor. Is, oh, answer was, oh, my iTunes is up. Who is 50 cent? What'd I say? What is, what is 50 cent? cent? <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> it is on you, Paul. All right, I'm gonna do hip hop essentials for. The first female solo artist to have seven songs on the Billboard's top or Hot 100 simultaneously. Ooh. Who is Nicki Minaj? Oh, yeah. Who is Nicki Minaj? Damn. Okay. Yeah. East right. Coast. I was wrong because yeah. I was about to say something. Fuck up my points again. <laughs> All right. It is on you, Paul. All right. Let's do black movies for 300. Black This notorious film started Oprah Winfrey coined the phrase What is the color purple? Dang! You is you so is ugly. <laughs> that was the rest Dang, of the Dang, man. She wasn't in that many movies. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, yep. Next. Alright, let's do black movies for 400. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Y'all going fast. Okay, alright. This 2005 comedy based in Atlanta was famous for uh, for their quirky uh, clientele. What is ATL? No, it's not a comedy. Mm, when we do I continue saying the thing? You want a cappuccino? No, baby. I don't eat or drink nothing. I can't spell. Two thousand and five, huh? Uh, 
Anybody in the comments? Mm. Damn. I won't lose no points. I sure don't know. Yeah, I ain't about to lose no points. Wow. All right. The answer is, oh, the beauty shop. What is beauty shop? Ain't nobody. That was, yeah, that had to be yeah, a high. Shop, I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Hey. All right. It's on you, uh, Dre. Let's do uh, black movies for 500. Good God. Mm. Yeah. In 1996, comedy par- parody is known for its, quote, uh, dashiki. Now, kids, what do you. What is, don't be a menace while drinking your juice and <laughs> something other. I gotta get my head up here, man. <laughs> what is, don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood? Nah, I was more right. Damn. Who was Marlon Wayne's? <laughs> <laughs> so who we give it to? Brothers. Who we giving it to? To the, to the guests. We'll give them the guests. What do you say Take wrong? Uh, what is don't be a menace to South Central while oh, drinking your juice in the hood? Shit. Why well, I didn't know it was drinking your juice. I didn't know it was that. All right, Paul. Let's go. With I mean, technically he didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll give you the points, but you, okay. you lose the turn. Okay, no doubt. Back to you, Fresh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go with general black knowledge for three hundred. Okay, this person who says I am not one of your little friends. Who is your mama? <laughs> who is your mama? Oh, oh. That was good. <laughs> First, you want to see the answers already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't heard that uh, a few times. You talk, you talk reckless. I ain't one of your little friends. Uh, let's go with general black knowledge for four hundred. Okay, uh, respond to the statement, Mom. Can we go to McDonald's? What is no? Oh shit! Do you have McDonald's? What is? Do you have McDonald's God money? Damn it! What is, do you got McDonald's money? <laughs> <laughs> Negative 100. All right, Paul. It is your turn, sir. Let's go to general black knowledge for 200. General black knowledge for 200. 18 inches, 20 inches, or 22 inches? Mm. What is rims? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Oh, shit. Is that a, wait, where, where, where are we at? 20, 18 inches, 20 inches, or 22 inches? I know what uh, part is this? Is general black knowledge? Mm hmm. 18 inches, 20 inches, oh, 22 shit. inches. <laughs> that old. Come the fuck. General black knowledge. 18 inches, 18 20 inches. That ain't shit, inches. all wrong. That's general to half of us. <laughs> oh my god. General to have us, but ain't our half. Because we looked at rims. Okay, the answer is. They with the crowd say. They all got it wrong. They don't know. Oh, they don't know either. What is bundles? <laughs> which is hair. Oh. <laughs> 18 inches, 20 inches, and 22 inches. And uh, rims should have been it. 18 inches, 20 yeah. inches, and 22. Oh, no, he said rims. That's it. That's all yeah. I got. That ain't. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's it on? It is on. Me? Yep. Black Pioneers 500. Oh, we ain't good. To, we ain't even went to the good stuff. You're going straight for 500. Right. Huh? I need okay. some This black activist court case led to the desegregation of America's highest, higher education. Of American higher education. I'm sorry. What is Brown versus the Board of Education? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was thinking about it. Nope. No? <laughs> oh. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bankrupt. <laughs> I'll be knowing the answer after I give the wrong answer. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Nope. So the answer is. Wait, wait. What's the crowd say? Nothing in the crowd. They're still laughing at you, though. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what the answer is. The answer is who is. Uh, how you say? Heman Sweet. Oh, H E M A N S W E A T T. Okay. Next one. It's on you, Fresh. Uh, we don't stay away from that one. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end. Uh, <laughs> Let's go with uh, Millennial Negro Spirituals for 300. Okay, when I took, uh, when I look back over what he brought me through, I realized that I made, made it because I had to hold on to it. I will say it again. When I look back over what he brought me through, I realized that I made it because had you, Huh? I had you to hold on to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all can read it on the, on the page. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Goddamn. Them words run together real quick. Mm. I'm bankrupt. I'm going to chill. <laughs> I ain't got no points to lose, so I can't hit my mother. Uh, you can go negative. No, I'm already negative. Uh, uh, we, we naming the song. That's got to be, right? We naming the song. I'm going a, I'm to a go bankrupt. Fuck it. Uh... Hold on to. Mm. Mm. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm. Let's figure this out. Go go next. Go to what is, what's that? What is never would I have made it? Oh shit. Yeah, I was gonna mess up. Yeah, but I was gonna mess up. You can tell who go to church in here. Right, yeah. Ooh, yep. Yeah. Just that one. Good yeah. God. Ooh. Okay, Paul's on you, sir. Huh. Don't have me sweat. Let's do uh what is it? Millennial Negro Spirituals for 400. 400. I pull up at the club, VIP, gas tank on E, but all drinks on me. <laughs> oh, what <laughs> what is Wipe Me Down? Yeah! I think the first thing you took me though, right? Huh? Who is Duro? Oh, no, not my turn yet? Who is Wipe Me Down? What is Wipe Me Down? What is Wipe Me Down? He said who? <laughs> he tried to get <laughs> 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 Alright, next one fresh. Uh let's go with uh Millennial Negro Spirituals for five hundred. Right. Okay, no need to ask where I'm from. You already know I represent the A from my head to my toes. We doing a song or the artist? It's a song. Oh. I need to read it again. I already pop up here on my thing. Uh, no need to ask where I'm from. You already know I represent the A from my head to my toes. It'd be nice if it rhymed or something. Yeah. I feel like I need more to it. <laughs> it's funny. If you don't hear it mm. in yeah, the in yeah. the melody, you'd be like, huh? I yeah. I that Meek Mill, I was like, I was, what? I was like, I know this one. Anybody in the comments? <laughs> no, they're still a little bit oh. behind. Alright, let's let's skip that one. And that is Do It to It. Who the hell is that? <laughs> is it? That's that do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, ain't nobody know no, that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. 
That, that, that deserved to be 500 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on you, Paul. Okay, we're going to do Hip Hop Essentials for 500. 500 going with it. I ain't got no points, man. Ties the Beatles as only artists with at least 20 hot 100 top 10s in a single decade. No. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Mick, take his points off. We already know that ain't right. Golly. Ties the Beatles as only artists with at least 20 hot 100 top 10s in a single decade. Oh, it's got to be. Who is Michael Jackson? He beat the Beatles. First off, wow, because that was like the wrong genre. <laughs> uh, Intros and all this? This is your. Listen, <laughs> no, we don't do music history. We got, we hear Busy, Jay Z. And it. Uh, I'm gonna. This is what's name. I know who it is. It's Drake, ain't it? Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, I almost said 50. I forgot about Drake. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, heard, too. Yeah, I forgot about him. I've been reading about Travis Scott McDonald's all day. Okay. That's what he sounds like. Oh, it's Dre. Dre, it's on you, buddy. Hip-hop for 400. Hip-hop for 400. This rapper was an honor student at McCain Magnet School and also attended the University of Houston. You know what this is? Ah, I already know what this is. You, you should know this. Houston? Yeah. Ooh, I know this one. From Houston? Uh, yep, I know this one. He attended it. I know this one is. Y'all got it. I got this one. Mm. Nobody, nobody. Oh. Uh, oh. I, know. Know. I did, I did. Uh, oh, yeah. Name Houston. It. I didn't know it was negative. Houston, but I'll give it a <laughs> try. Nope. Ooh, you missed. I did. Damn, okay. Honor student. Uh I can't ask for a clue, huh? Can I can I give y'all a hint? But y'all y'all can't get it. You everybody nobody nobody? I, I know I, I mean I'm I'm it's my hand still on the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 hey, he went there. What's Just the, what's the conversation? Man, look. Okay. Who is plies? Mm, nope. Na 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 na. Oh, oh shit. Okay. It's not it's not P Miller? Oh, you was about to get We get we get points for that. You about to mess up. University Houston. Megan Stallion, Lil John. Megan Stallion, Lil John. No, no, no. Damn, who's the answer? Answer is Little Wayne. Little Wayne. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That makes sense though. That makes sense though. I would have never guessed. Wow, Honor student, man, they gave that motherfucker all his grades. All right, next one. It's on you, fresh. Uh, Hip hop essentials, three hundred, please. We got none of those right. Oh, <laughs> we got none of those right. This mogul has a net worth of eight hundred and twenty million, credited to his success in fashion, music, alcohol, and television. Who is Puff Daddy? Puff the deuce. I got three. Yep. Well, no, I don't even got 300 now. What do I got? Negative 700. <laughs> it's on you, though, sir. Next L question. Uh, black movies. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, Black black Power here for 400. I'm trying to come back. Yeah. First African-American to cover uh, GQ, Sports Illustrated, as well as be featured in Victoria's Secret lingerie catalog. Who is, oh. Who is Naomi <laughs> Coleman Carroll? 
You can't let one of them guys. You don't do what? GQ though. Wait, you said GQ. GQ, Sports Illustrated, as well as featured in Victoria's Secret lingerie catalog. So it's got to be a dude. Like Why would it be a dude for Victoria's Secret lingerie catalog? First, I'm um, African American, it says, to cover. doesn't say nothing about a woman. Victoria's Secret? Yeah, why can't a man be in Victoria's Secret? For a lot of reasons. In the catalog. In the catalog. Right. Yeah, no, he could be, he could be holding up, he could be holding up draws or something. No. Okay. No. no. Uh... Well, why would why would she be in GQ then? Explain that. Same thing as Victoria's Secret. Tyra Banks. Busy got it. Tyra Banks. But she was in GQ, so why can't a man be in Victoria's Secret? Because GQ and Victoria GQ don't do underwear. Yeah. It's not selling anything. Yeah. GQ is just information. Victoria's Secret selling draws. Well, you could put a man holding draws in his mouth and be like, "Get you." Busy to choose the next category. Busy choose the next category. He's behind though. Yeah, he's behind. See, we let, we'll let Busy choose the next category. There's all, all you got left, uh, Busy, is uh, general black knowledge. Oh, they can see it. Oh, they can? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> Sevy picks. We'll give him a couple seconds. We're waiting on you, Busy. He said, What? <laughs> you don't want to pick. <laughs> all right. Who's uh who's where to stop? It stopped at you, didn't it? I picked Pioneers last. I just went. I picked uh, Pioneers last. Okay. Uh, general black knowledge for one hundred. The pie we eat, the pie we eaten on Thanksgiving. Sorry. Patty pies. Who was Patty? <laughs> what is sweet potato pie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Patty pies. Oh, what'd you say? Oh, what a sweet potato pie. Okay. Okay, Busy chose Black Pioneers for three. Oh, All right, let's go there. back to Busy. Black Pioneers <coughs> for 300, Busy. The first black Supreme Justice. Mm. That's Busy. Third? That's Busy. Busy, we're going to let him, he pick, let him answer. He got a wrong buzzer, though. He can't get no buzzer. <laughs> he picked oh, okay. it. That was it. All right. Sorry. What did you say? Uh, you said the first black Supreme Court Justice? Yes. Who is Clarence Thomas? I didn't get a chance to answer. Yeah, I stopped him. Didn't I? Did he? S- what? what, what did I say something? I don't think he answered. We're going to find out. We're going to go back in the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go back in the voting. We're going to go back in the tapes. We're going to declare you a winner right now, but we're going we're gonna to go oh, back. Oh, shit. I knew the right answer, and I fucked it up anyway. Oh, it wasn't the right answer. It's not Clarence Thomas? Oh, it's not Clarence Thomas. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Thurgood Marshall? Don't ever say Why are you going to say it? You- oh, is that one? Bella. Oh, ooh, whoops. I was trying to be funny. I was thinking this. Mandel got it. Mandel got it? Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, nah, they didn't let him in. They was being racist and shit. He was the one that got in trouble, though, right? The one you talking about didn't get in trouble? I mean, not really. The Clarence got in trouble, didn't he? Back in the day, remember? He was over and on. Okay, who's next? You just went? Not no, you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Paul. Black movies for 100. 100. Paul's winning, too. This, uh, in this black coming-of-age romance, the male lead asked, who you going to the dance with anyway? Who you going to go to the dance with? You want me to finish? Yeah. 
extra. You would have had if you'd have got if you'd have waited one more second too. You'd have had it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he could see it. Wait, now, do I say the whole character? It's just a movie. It's a movie. What's the movie? Who is love? What is what is love and basketball? Oh shit! This motherfucker's like, uh, did you put it? Oh, I saw I saw the end of the question right there. Mm, yeah, got it. All right, go ahead, sir. Black pioneers for two hundred. Now this first African American. Wait, the first African American second baseman. Oh. You got? I know you're trying to help people. Who is Jackie Robinson? Who is Jackie yeah. Robinson? Yeah, I, right? I should I should have said that. I've been I've been I should have said that with more confidence the whole day. So I'm like, mm. I didn't have a whole lot of confidence. But he was winning. <laughs> yeah, he was winning. I mean, he guessed, you he know. He guessed. All right, last one for all the all the marbles. Yeah. What is this? The daily, do double? daily double. Let's make this daily double. Uh, oh, it yeah. don't really matter. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, no, no. We can. Everybody can bet. Can they bet? Can we just do the bet? Why not? All right, if you if you're negative and you lose your and you lose the bet, what do you got to do? No, just put. I want to. Okay, never mind. All right, the last question. The last question right. is, we'll just go back. I was gonna say twenty push-ups. Yeah, the first black female billionaire. Who was Oprah? Uh, nope. Oh, I know who it is. Oh shit. Yep, I know who it is. I know who she, can I say what she is? I bet you I know who she is. Before you even tell Damn, me. Damn, why did I do that? Oh, yeah, oh this right, Oprah okay. Winfrey. Billionaire. I thought it was a woman who made the straight hair product. I thought it was a, but she's the first black millionaire. Millionaire. Yeah, I'm billionaire. How much negative are you? sir. You a negative thousand. No doubt. Thank you, sir, for playing with us. That was pretty cool. That was actually pretty cool. Let's do that again. We appreciate you. I think you know. I mean. That was, if that was weekly, that'd be pretty cool. Ladies and gentlemen, up. thank y'all so much for joining us for Pick Your Peeves. Uh, next up is uh, Black Business of the Week. Uh, gentlemen, did you guys by any chance get a chance to partake in any black-owned businesses this week? Very all haters. Very all haters. Here we go right there. Check it out. Ugh. Oh, can't see because the thing's in the way. Go this way. Come this way. There you go. Nope, your microphone. Our microphone's in the way. Okay. And where, where can they where can they grab that bury all haters uh, hoodie? I said it wrong. Huh? I couldn't see. That. I was looking down. <laughs> you can go to the Instagram page and look for uh, some of the merchandise there. There's shorts, hoodies, hats. Uh, joggers, leggings. Is it called bury all haters? Yes. Oh, okay. Dope. On Dope. Awesome. Well, I uh, I received a a tremendous package from awesome. the Zero Eight Two Zero Candle Company, and you can check them out at zero eight two zero candleco.com. That's candleco.com. And um, one of the dopest candles that they sent me was uh, a pineapple palace candle. And uh, can we smell it? Can we yeah, I just smelled it for the first time today, and uh, you know, hey. That thing is, <laughs> that thing is that thing. Ooh, yeah, it's got that heavy scent to it. So, by all means, uh, check them out That's at 0820candleco.com. Uh, wow. So, um, I actually have uh, a couple of great candle ladies, and I would definitely say that is, <laughs> that is one of my favorites. So, uh, by all means, again, everybody check out 0820candleco.com to check out their candles. They're heavily scented, and uh, man, it's the bomb. Um, fellas, 
any shout outs this week? Anything special happening to your friends and family that y'all want to, you know, make uh, acknowledgement of? Yeah. Uh, follow us on YouTube. <laughs> Factory Unified Noise. Shout outs to the military again. Shout out to the military. Um, Absolutely. All those people that have. <laughs> 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 Shout out Yep. Shout outs. I think it's important that we recognize those who have sacrificed their lives for the safety of this country and this world. So definitely shouts out to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Shout out to my daddy, uh, Korean War vet. Um, he always told me, man, you <laughs> it'd be great if you go to the military. Mm. And I used to look at him and think, like, so people could yell at me like you yell at me? Mm. I'm good. And literally, like, that was, as a kid, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Mm. This is enough. Mm. <laughs> Straight up, like, no no bull. My daddy was in the Army. I don't really know what war he went to, but he got picked from over there. My granddaddy was a, a Navy vet. Yeah, I have a, uh, my, uncle, my uncle was uh, in the military. Oh, yeah. shout out to my, uh, my cousin Donis, U.S. Marines. That's where I got a lot of my stories from out Telling about earlier, uh, my cousin Ronald, U.S. Army, many more out there too. So, but you know, and thank you to our guests again. Yes, thank absolutely, Mr. Paul McLeod in the building. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely yeah, appreciate God. your service. And ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for another episode of the Mentor Podcast. We, of course, are in here every single Tuesday, six thirty ish. Shout out, and on behalf of my my great host with me. The one and only D. Scott Music. Say something anytime, every time, all the time. Dre, mm -hmm. of course, the one and only Paul McLeod. I am DJ Freshmaker. We want to thank you and guys. And the team. And the team. Uh, around listen. With the heads cut off. We got a new setup and uh, with, listen. The, with the with the cameras and all that. It was it's woof. Thank you guys. Thank you, Kat, uh, Kayla. Thank you, uh Drea. Thank you, Daniel, again. And, uh, sh oh, shoot, uh, Kenosha, too. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, Kenuyasha be, be handling her oh, business. Oh, yes, actually, thank you, too. Like crazy. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Kenosha. So, Katsusumi, thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate you. Katsumi, Ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. we'll hey. see y'all next week right here on the Mentor Podcast, 630-ish on Tuesday. We out. Yeah, we're gonna stay here for a minute too so we can get some photos.